Tune in to UFO Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. I had had enough. Well, you drove out there into the middle of nowhere and had some sort of loud verbal display challenging E.T. in general out oh, in the yeah, middle of nowhere? that's what I was doing. I actually had a uh, pistol in my hand at the time. Um, I was really ticked off. When I was having this fit, I, had, I was waving the gun in the air, okay, and I had this fit. And at this moment, I said, okay. Montaldo, folks around called him Six Gun Joe. Works with Icar, don't you know? Investigating UFOs. Out for a drive with a gal one night, they stopped to check out the reporting site. When an alien lit right there on the ground, commenced to throw in his weight around. Now, old Six Gun didn't take too kindly to that kind of thing. Especially without Vaseline or anything you know. Seriously. Well, Six Gun looked that critter right in the eye and said, Any last wish before you die? Yo, reached for his gun, quick as a twitch, and said, Fill your claw, you son of a bitch. Now, a legend spread across the land about this pistol-waving man. But if you're from space or from Earth below, you don't give no lip to Six Gun Joe. You're listening to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Welcome to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo. Oh, I guess that's me, your host, Joe Montel. I wasn't sure there, you know. Sometimes we get little weirdos that come in and want to take our places and stuff. Yes, you know, the men in black and things like that. Yes, the men in black and things like that, of course. Um, it's been an interesting day, interesting night, and kind of, you know, kind of strange couple of weeks going by. A lot of stuff going on, you know, UFO and ET-wise. I mean, our caseload's been increasing, but in a weird way. So we haven't really gotten all that many UFO sightings, and we really don't, you know, harp on UFO sightings. It's not something we try to track down or run across, or uh, it's not part of what um, I don't want to say. It's not part of what we do because it is, but but, but we really uh, how can I say this nicely? Tracking lights in the sky is never going to get us to the truth. It's never going to get us to the politicians. It's never going to get us to the contactees. It's never going to get us to the aliens. It's, it's So for me, and I do sky watch, so it's not a waste of time. I enjoy sky watching. I like to go out and see what I can see and what I can find. And I always like to take a big group of contactees 
because you know when you got a big group of contactees, somebody somewhere is going to show up. Uh, it's always, it's always, <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's, it's always much, it's, it's always much fun at that way. We have a good time. There's a lot of people we take. There's a place not far from here. Um, probably, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes is NASA. Uh, it's the Stennis NASA facility. I think they renamed it, but uh, the facility is right. There. It's a big, huge, massive facility incorporated. I think it was five cities. Uh, when it became the NASA Stennis facility, it's where they test all their rockets at. Somebody told me, well, oh, it's because of the explosion. No, it actually wasn't because of the explosions. Uh, it was because of the, when the rockets took off, uh, you, they could be hit, heard almost as far as New Orleans. They were just blowing out windows uh, in all of these nearby cities. The windows were just getting blown out. Roofs were getting blown off. It was like a little hurricane going by. So NASA decided to put a buffer, to buy that land and then add a buffer zone, which is a good thing. You know, I've been out there on NASA land many, 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 many times, not in the buffer zone, but on just before the base. So the, the gate, you know, the main base is gated just like any military base. And they always tell you NASA is, um, no, they always tell you that NASA belongs to the people. It's, you know, it's not a military. It's not a part of the military. My ass, you go pull up this bass. Bad boy, there's people standing out there with M16s wanting to know what the hell you're doing there. The Oceanographic Society is also there. They do all their research out of there. They launch, well, now they're launching buoy drones. Yeah, they send them out there. They get little motors. They can be adjusted and stuff. They're cool as hell. But there's a bunch of them that look like little UFOs sitting there waiting to be docked. Oh, it's crazy looking. So uh, one of the back bays coming off, I think it's the Pearl River. Uh, you can see them. There's, a, there's an inlet. And in a row, there'll be sometimes 30, sometimes 40 of these things, sometimes five or six, but they look like a flying saucer from above, but they're, you know, they sit in the water pretty deep. Well, they're channel markers, channel buoys, weather buoys, stuff like that, and things that actually perform uh, something, they actually perform something. Um, Christopher, no, that's not the topic tonight. The topics we're going to be talking about, um, why do people always tell me that Aliens or demons? Yes, but we're going to get to that in a few minutes. There's, there's a couple of things I want to go through first. Um, what do you mean, conferences? This I haven't been invited to any, as far as I know. I've been invited to a lot of stuff, but not to any conferences. I'm, I'm uh, Jesus, I've already done, since the first of the year, I think I've done, what, 20, 26, 20, with the two I did this week, 28 radio shows, already not from this network, but from other networks. I was just on Coast to Coast a couple of months back. I got a couple of TV gigs coming up. I'm, I'm not sure. But for some reason, I'm not doing conference. But I don't want to put down on conferences. Conferences are more, they're, they're like a little meet and greet, a mini meet and greet. And they're more for people to make a profit and stuff like that. So people always tell me like the, the people, you know, at the different conferences, oh, no, we're, we're not in it for the money. My ass. You wouldn't be doing it if you weren't in it from the money. Okay. Let's just be honest about it because the conferences themselves aren't big enough to really change anything. We're not talking about Dragon Con here, uh, you know, where 80,000 people attend. We're talking a conference. I think the biggest one I ever attended was probably one of the X conferences. And then, you know, a couple thousand people. You're not – Burning Man is not a UFO conference. No, it's not. It's Burning Man is Burning Man. It, that's what it is. It's Burning Man. It's just like Dragon Con or any of that. It's, it's its own separate entity. Yeah. Now they might talk about it out there, and there might be a lot of people who go. 
um, I mean, from the field or experiences, but it doesn't make it a UFO conference. No, that's not what it is. Sorry, guys. Um, well, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I have nothing. I like Bernie Menace. I'm not against it or anything, but it's just not what it is. And, you know, so you get these conferences and, you know, I've, I've been to conferences. It's uh, so, you know, I've been to conferences. I've, I've been to conferences all over the country. You name and I've been there. Um, I just, you know, and a lot of times I even give the money back. So I donated back to the conference when I, a lot of times when I speak. Because, you know, as long as my life is doing good and, and I'm, I'm making decent money and I don't need the money, which is unusual, um, I will donate it back. It's just one of those things. It's, um, so anyway, you know, just all I can tell you and stuff like that, if it's a conference in your area and you want to see me speak, write to whoever's doing the conference. That's the best way to get somebody to speak, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Y'all get tired of seeing the same old, same old, same old, same old, same old. I know. That's why I finally quit going. I used to, even when I wasn't speaking, I was at a lot of conferences working press. I mean, I did that up until about 2010, 2011, maybe 2012. And I got to the point where I was like, I'm just spending money. I know all these people. I can talk to these people over the phone. I can talk to them over Skype. You know, I had just come out, I think. And so there was lots of ways to talk with people without having to spend a couple of thousand dollars to go, you know, take a trip somewhere, spend a hotel, you know, going out to the one, um, the one we used to go to in, not in Vegas, but in Laughlin, that was what, six days. Yeah. Just, just the airfare out there for two people round trip was about $2,600. I mean, you know, seven days at a, at a casino hotel, it's still seven days at a casino hotel. So you're probably looking at about 14, 1500 yet and food and stuff like that. You, you, you spent three, $4,000 on this trip. And uh, we we would go four or five times a year. Well, we also were making good money at the time, so it really it was one of those things I should have been putting in a bank for, you know, when I retire. But you know, stupid me, I was out there trying to get to the truth about things. So for me, conferences are different. You know, I've, I've been to a lot of them. I spoke at a lot of them, and I just, you know, I don't. I like going and meeting the people. You know, I really do. I like meeting and greeting people. I like you know having my own table to talk with people and. And, uh, you know, having lunch with people and talking with people at the bar and having dinner with different people or meeting with some of the ICAR members. You know, I really do enjoy it, but does it serve a purpose for me? Not really. Remember, guys, this radio show goes out one one show, one, one UFO on the covers. Would, you would take probably two decades, maybe three decades of uh, me attending conferences to reach the one night audience. Yes. I mean, you know, on average, the show does about two and two and a half million. Uh, it, it has nights where it's bigger than that. It has a lot to do with who's on or what we're talking about. I imagine night will be pretty good because once we get into the topic of God and ET, it'll grow. But um, the thing about these are, is we really, we, you know, it's it's true for me. I mean, I've been, I've owned this station for 20, 22 years now. You do the math. I mean, even when I was on Wake Up USA, uh, which only had a few hundred thousand listeners, I think it was two, three hundred thousand listeners. Um, still, do you know how many conferences I would have to attend to get to three hundred thousand listeners? I mean, there's just no way uh, it was going to happen. I mean, uh, so you know, like I said, I like to go to the conferences and meet and greet kind of thing. It's a lot of fun. Sorry, the alien. How the alien decided you want to come hang out with us? Um, and I really do believe that conferences serve a purpose. But for getting to the truth and getting to the experiences, remember, a lot of these experiences are not going to come to a conference. 
they're not going to feel comfortable at a conference, even though it's their own peeps, and uh, they're just not going to. And if you've if you've attended conferences, you'll notice, just like the speakers, a lot of the people who attend are the same people. So you know, after a while, they start to get their little clicks and their little grooves and stuff like that, and it's it's. <laughs> It's what it is, you know. So I'm not against conferences. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I'm against them or, or anything like that. Uh, I enjoy actually attending them when I go, but it's to the point now where, you know, I'll go. Somebody asks me to speak if if I like the conference or the, or the people who are doing the conference, or if I think it's a conference that's in it for other than money. Um, don't get me wrong. Everybody's in it for money. I'm not. I mean, everybody in the conference business is in it for money, but it's um, but some people actually want to get to the truth while they're making some money, which is fine by me. I've always, I've always said that I don't have a problem. Your father just making money as long as they're trying to get to the truth. And, and that's, you know, because there are people in the field. I'm not going to mention any names. Remember, you know, uh, I remember when I got in this field, we used to bitch about the oldies. Okay. The oldies. Well, unfortunately now I'm one of the oldies. Uh, so I've been around a long time in the field and I really know what goes on and what doesn't go on and who's actually doing legit research and who's bullshitting you. Um, yeah, it wouldn't be hard for me to turn the whole field upside down and I've got enough friends and enough evidence to really, to make a, you know, a wham, wham, thank you, bam. It's not what I'm here for. Yeah. I answered that because a friend of mine just asked me, I mean, just a few seconds ago on, on the messenger, but it's, um, I don't, uh, I'm in it for the truth. And you can say that I'm in it for the truth for myself, which is true, but I'm in it for the truth for everybody else too. I, I want to see, and I'm a very skeptical individual. I mean, for a long time, they called me a, a, a debunker in the field for a long time. Then some of them still do actually call me a debunker because some things are debunk or some things we're just wrong about and we need to correct it. There have been cases that now here we are 40, 50 years later, 60, 70 years later, that we've seen enough evidence to know that the original explanation wasn't the correct explanation. But instead of embracing these because we made a boo-boo and now we know it's something else, oh my God, you acted like, you know, you touched something that's like angelic-like in the field. Yes, you can't talk about that. Oh my God, no. Why would you talk about that? That's like, like solid rock. No, it's not. And the fact that you think that it tells you you should get out the field right there because nothing in this field is solid rock. Everything is always changing and moving around. In the old cases, we simply know more about what we did then. You know, we talk about the Betty and Barney Hill case. Yes, I rewrote the case because originally when the case was done, it was poorly handled. Well, it's not, let me rephrase that. The hypnosis, the hypnotherapist did a good job. I listened to the tapes. He did a good job. Um, I've heard of them on many, 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 you can probably still find them. Uh, I, I think it's a classic Betty and Barney Hill. Uh, you can still listen to the old AM and FM radio shows. Uh, I should say most of them AM, but um, you can still go listen to them and hear this in their own words. And it's not what, you know, today would want you to think it is. It's an entirely different thing. It was period. Uh, everything they talked about was period, meaning that, you know, you know, the type of craft it was, what was going on in type of craft was period. In other words, you know, it had swinging doors like a hospital door. Now, I remember somebody wrote a book after this and said, oh, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is what they said. And they, and they kept arguing with me. So we were at a conference and I played it while I was doing my thing. I said, let me play this clip because there's some non-believers that don't think she said this. And, then I, and I put it up there and then we're like, oh, because there was a lot of things that Betty said that 
they tried to change so they could sell more books. Oh, yeah. That's what this was about. Um, they just tried to change. Like, she was talking about, you know, well, she was talking about pull-down map. They, whoever rewrote tried to make it a digital map. They, they just tried to change all kind of stuff around. When it was a pretty cut-and-dried case, they were picked up by the government. The CDC ran every damn experiment they could think of on them. They kept them as long as they could, and then they put them back. And then they gave them a cover memory that it was extraterrestrials, which had been extraterrestrials earlier that day when they were in Canada. So it wasn't a big stretch for them. Yeah, well, you mean how many sets of memories they were? <laughs> okay, technically, technically there was three. You could say there was four, but there was really three. There is the alien, the original alien abduction. Okay, so there's a cover memory there, plus the original memories that went on there, but the cover memory was holding pretty fast. Then there was the original military abduction and the cover-up of the military abduction. So those are your three primary cover memories. Now, sometimes, every now and then, the fourth memory was the actual alien abduction in Canada. Those memories would slip through every once in a while, like in the hypnosis tapes and stuff like that, you would hear them. So, you know, th those kind of things... But still, these people didn't want you to think about that. They wanted you to think, oh, it was, was coined as an alien abduction in the early days. And the government wanted it to be coined that so we'd never look at them. I mean, come on, people. They said that some people came down some stairs out of the spaceship, walked across the street, looped their arms under them, walked them back across the street, wearing black shoes, black pants, black black shirts, and black duckbill caps. Does that sound like any agencies that you know of? Shit, I can, that sounds like about a half dozen agencies that I know of. So I'm thinking, yeah, that ain't E.T. And besides, I've never even heard of stairs and conventional stairs on an alien spacecraft. Not, not like what we would consider stairs. Also, the descriptions they gave of the experiments, uh, skin and nail shavings, using a razor blade, blood that was taken with needles. That's just not alien technology. That is really just our technology. And we blew it on that. I mean, instead of getting this case for what it was, which was probably the first known military abduction, we instantly coined it as an alien abduction. Even, even though the hypnosis didn't believe that's what it was, he believed there was something else going there himself. And now, actually, now we know there was a military abduction. There was something else going on there. The, re the reason I bring all of this up is, okay, so where is the demon in this? And this is not the only case we're going to talk about like this. But where is the demon here? So people tell me all the time, well, the aliens are demons. So the demons took this woman and then handed her over to the federal government. Or took this man, because I don't think Betty was a contactee. I think Barney was. And uh, handed this over to the government. Wait, wait, what? Some demons did what? Okay. So the demons had a spaceship that they took these people to out of, out of this hotel where they were at. They didn't know where they were staying. And from this restaurant where they don't know where they were staying in Canada. And it must have obviously kept them for a while because, you know, when they asked for directions, Betty described him as a white, red-headed Irishman, and Barney described him as a black cop. Okay, uh, seems to be a little problem with the description there, don't y'all think? Yeah, because they weren't even actually, they were, that was just a cover memory, is how that was. <laughs> it's just an alien cover memory is what that was. Um, but see, that's when we knew the, when they said about, it, they didn't know where they stayed. And even though they had breakfast across the street and they could see the hotel, they couldn't remember the name of the hotel or the name of the restaurant. And then when they asked for directions later in the day, that's the directions they got. They, well, that's who, what they described. Come on people. 
I mean, red-handed white Irishman, black. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it's ridiculously far apart. Um, so we know, we know the actual alien abduction happened in Canada. So, so, but again, where's the demon? So the demons took him in Canada, did all this to him, sent him home and then said, okay, we're going to let the government take him. I'm just confused. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to figure out why it would do these kind of things. Oh no, Johnny, it's not that I don't believe they got demons running around in the universe. I have no problem with that. Uh, I just don't think I, it's, well, you know, first of all, there's several different types of aliens that we know work on this planet. And, um, and I guess you could call them demons if you wanted to in a way, because they, you know, they could be quite scary, but one of them are human. They look just like us, except for their heads elongated. It's just further back here. It's like the Egyptian pharaohs. I mean, everything else looks like us, but they're bigger than we are. Uh, full grown human male, seven to eight feet, probably four to 600. A uh, little bit smaller than a reptilian full-size male, but not a lot smaller. And um, they're big, yeah. But they're tall. I mean, it's they're proportioned. It's not like they're, you know, it's just, you could, they come, must, they must come from a heavier world gravity than ours. It's probably why they're built like that. Both of them are probably built like that. The reptilians, I don't know. The reptilians might just be the way they're designed. They, they could probably live, come from here and be built like that. Because we know the, rep, you know, and, and I keep saying reptilians, it's, it's a bad thing to call them. Because they're not actually reptiles. They were warm-blooded. Or were... So it's not like when we think of reptiles, like we think of a lizard or alligator or something like that, in which they may have evolved from somewhere along the line. But just like us with our reptilian section in our brain, uh, we also evolved that way. So let's get back to the demon thing. So why would a demon put a reptilian section in our brain? Okay. Look, I, I don't know, and I don't want to be messing with demons. I got enough problems dealing with aliens and ghosties and shit like that. I, really, I don't. I'm sorry, Mark. I mean, look, the, the, we have people who specialize in demons. We have people on this network that specialize in demons. I'm just not one of them. Well, we're talking tonight why people would say that, you know, why they think extraterrestrial to demons. Now, if you're being abducted and you're being drugged through a wall or something and these little greys are gotcha, I, I could kind of see why you might think it. But obviously, the grey is not a demon. First off, he's not even talking to you. You know, in the early days, they don't even talk to you, you know, I mean, or telepathically communicate with you. I've never really heard about demons telepathically communicating. You'd always hear them screaming at you, yelling at you, biting your heads off and shit like that. Maybe it's just a movie thing. You know, I don't know. No, I don't want to personally know any demons. Nope. Not even a little bit. And why would anybody want to? But anyway, getting back to what we were talking about. Um, why <laughs> Why do people think that? I mean, are you hearing like the gray going, I am the demon from hell and I'm going to probe your ass. Really? I mean, come on. I would think a demon would fall out of chair laughing his ass off or her ass off at this point. I really would. I'd be like, really? You want to you, wait? You want to do what with what and who with who? I, I would, uh, you know, a demon would have to be laughing at this point, thinking, "Yes, uh, this is not, you know." And it would be fun for them, I'm sure, you know, for the first thousand years or two thousand years. But this has been going on ten thousand, hundred thousand, depending on whose calendar you want to believe in, anywhere from ten thousand to a half a million years. Um, so, and why again would the demons be doing this? I mean, really. Before Christianity, what kind of demons were there? Oh, a different kind of demons. Well, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go before any religions. What kind of demons were there? 
Well, man was, you know, for a long time, man was like monkeys. They don't have no damn religion. That's what I'm saying. And and even as we were progressing to the point where we could actually believe in a religion, all those thousands of years, we didn't have any religions. So why would a demon be around? The aliens were around, but why would the demons be around? And why would there even be a demon, I guess, is the real question. Well, okay, Mark. Now, that's a good question. So modern demons <clears throat> would be coming from the Christian, Jewish, or Muslim beliefs. Um Yes. So, and that would be within the last two or 3,000 years. Okay. Now, skip all of that because that's what they're trying to tell you. When people tell you it's a demon, this person is usually a Christian or something or one of the modern religions, and they're trying to sell you that it's one of these demons like that. But why would they be? I mean, if the aliens had been around longer than that, wouldn't they be a different kind of demon if at all they were a demon? Mm-hmm. This is, by the way, this is Michelle DeRoche's favorite subject is demons. Y'all should always write to her and ask her about demons. She loves to talk about demons. Oh yeah, it's her favorite subject. Yep. Don't write to me about it. I'm not a demon expert. No, indeed not. Um, but the point is, why? Why? So, so now we got demons flying around in spaceships. You know, ten thousand years ago, a hundred thousand years ago, for whatever reason, I have no idea. Because whatever humans were around probably didn't even have an idea what the hell they were looking at. And why do they need why why do they need this big facade? So what is this people that they could not normally get? So this is the way they decided to trick them into getting them. A lot of these people are Christians. Yeah, a lot of abductees, by the way, a lot of abductees do have religion. What do you mean? You mean does it make a question? Sometimes it doesn't. Some some people it, it doesn't make them question it, but some some people because they are being taken and nothing seems to stop it, um, then they kind of feel, um, you know, they kind of feel lost or left behind. But most most people who have a solid hardcore religion are not going to feel that way. No, no, they're they're gonna. They're just going to think it's part of trials and tribulations and shit like that and move on from it. But even they don't think it's demons. So a lot of the Christians that we have as abductees, I ask them, does this feel like a, do you think this is a demon? And they're like, no, it's not a demon, Joe. But still, I have to hear this all the time. Just recently, I was on a TV show out of, out of Florida. And um, where? Um, it was... Uh, Orlando, yeah. Anyway, there's NBC out of Orlando. So anyway, you know, it's about alien abductions and and what can you expect in alien abduction and things like that. Anyway, somewhere along the line, the demonic possession thing came up, and a guy's like, "Well, yeah, it could be demons possessing people to make them think they're aliens." It's like, okay, well, let's explore that. Why? First question is why. Second question, it's very widespread. Are there really that many demons running loose on our planet? And why hasn't any of the major religions done anything about it? Well, I would think, I mean, you know, nothing like the Catholic Church that I should be better than more to send a demon back to hell. So I would think they would be wanting to find every abductee or contactee they could find just so they could send these demons back to hell. But wait a minute, they don't seem to be interested in these people. And if you ask the Vatican about it, they tell you they're not demons. Mm, so the, the, 
not my words. So the Vatican just can distinguish between a demon, yes, and an alien, but we can't. Okay. Because that's because you believe just anybody's dumb ass out there. You know, there are people out there will tell you, you know, that's what they tell you. They'll have some organization club or come down here, donate here. I'll get them to stop. We'll invoke the name of Christ, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they may stop more than likely they're not. But even if they are, even if they do, sooner or later, they're going to come back because it, the, uh, the contact hasn't stopped. Unless you happen to be one of the people over like 36 or 37 that they're not using you anymore because whatever they needed, you can't provide anymore. So they just look at your kids or grandkids or grand, great grandkids or so on and so forth. Um, that's possible. But for the most part, it's not really how it works. Well, they don't, they don't want to. Well, and remember, they do some horrific shit to you, but they wipe out the memory so you don't have to live with it when they put you back. Does that actually sound like a demon? That sounds like a caring demon. Wouldn't that get him kicked out of hell or her out of hell? Well, I don't want to discriminate. You know, demons come in all shapes, colors, and sizes. Might be a minotaur demon. A minotaur. I have no idea. But, I mean, people tell me, and it drives me crazy. I'm like, okay. And then I'll ask, why do you think it was a demon? Was there more than one of them? Did they do things with instruments on board of a craft? Well, yes. Okay, now... Now, not only do these demons have a spacecraft now that apparently can fly around in space, but they have instruments on it. Okay, you know, I could see the demons I have some, you know, something to torture you with, but this, this isn't generally that kind of instrument. And wait, the kids uh, that are being taken from, you know, pre-birth up until they go into puberty when the heart star stuffs, say the aliens treat them nicely. So that's the second time the demons would have shown compassion. I'm thinking get your ass kicked out of hell or even put even deeper into hell for that kind of behavior. There's just, 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 well, it is a belief. You can believe whatever you want to believe. If you want to believe that aliens are demons, that's your belief. There's nothing I can do about it. Anybody else can do about it. Anything else for that matter. It is a belief. No, aliens are not a belief. There's lots of proof that extraterrestrials exist now. No, there's physical, tangible proof now that extraterrestrials exist now. People tell me all the time, it's just a belief. There's no real proof. Oh, yes, there is. Not, we're not even going to talk about individual experiences because people just want to burn those down. And those aren't any different, you could say, than any other religious experience. Yes, so no need to even bring those into this. But there have been retrieved vehicles. There have been lots and lots of film footage. There have been lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of witnesses. Uh, oh, yes. And then, of course, there's things like, you know, the Roswell incident and stuff like that. Um, there's also the ancient world actually provides quite a lot of proof itself, just in how many vehicles were flying around pre the invention of the balloon, which was 1776 or something. I don't know, somewhere, somewhere in late, late 1717, late 1700s or the early 1800s. But anyway, before that, there was nothing but birds flying around in the sky. But yet, the ancient world described on many occasions, not like just one or two, but on many, many occasions, things flying around in the atmosphere. And we're not talking about meteors, and as they knew the difference. They knew the difference between a meteor and a comet, for that matter. So these are things, these were controlled craft. Okay, so 
why were the demons doing this? They were just flying control craft around over London and other places, saving one city, destroying another. And I mean, uh, I don't, I just, it's hard. I mean, you, you want to think, I mean, you just want to put yourself in there and say, okay, that's what it was. Uh, you know, yeah, it was demons and that's it. We'll just leave it alone. Everybody can go home and pray and there won't be any more problems. So far, um, I have seen prayer work for a lot of things in my life. I'm not going to deny it. Uh, prayer is a, is a, is a, it can change your life, can even save your life. But can it stop an alien abduction? Not that I know of. Not that I've seen. Uh, we, we've seen people do whole prayer circles, bring the whole church in. It just doesn't seem to make a difference. Because they're not from our planet. They may not even believe in our God. So here's a race. Here's a race, a supposedly a billion-year-old race that may not believe in our God, but still does believe in some type of advanced, uh, you know, uh, some type of deity. So are we wrong? Or are we believing in their deity and we just don't know it? Because when, when they hear us talk, and, and I've had many contactees say this from all three races, when that we talk about our religion, they just look at us like we're stupid. I think maybe they understand that that it's spirituality, not religion, that's important. But it's hard to make humans today understand that. Humans need this. this they need to be guided like little children. You know, I, I would bet you money if Jesus was alive today, he'd look at all these churches and probably blow the living shit out of them. Uh, I really think he would just be disgusted by most of the churches on the planet. Maybe not all of them, but the good chunk of them would go bye-bye. I mean, what are they? They're, well, first off, a lot of them got perverts in them, and a lot of them, all, all of them are asking for money. Some of them went 15% just to be a member, plus donations. I didn't know God needed all that money. I'm confused. I would think God would need no money. Shit, as far as that goes, he'd just have you a stack of gold and say, here you go. I'm, I'm just being honest about it. So, yeah, if the demons are going to be screwing anybody, why ain't they screwing with these people? So going back to what we were talking about, the aliens don't seem to look at our religion with any real reverence. They don't, I don't, I just don't think they, they consider it real in the way they consider theirs. You know, the reptilians and humans are supposed to be somewhere around 500 million years old, been around a long time, which is, and in the grand scheme of things, it's not even a long time when you think about it. I mean, our galaxy is, is uh, our universe, I'm sorry, is 14 billion years old. 14 billion years old. Our galaxy is almost that old. And our solar system itself is, what, five? Yeah, 5 billion years old. 500 million years is nothing. Yeah. In the grand scheme of the universe, it's it's just a little chunk of time swinging on by. 14 billion years is a long time. Well, races who make it and colonize and get, and get out to other worlds. and Because we know. Unless we figure something, we become so powerful that we can change our sun and stuff. We know. Around 4 billion to 4.5 billion years from now, uh, our sun's going to go red dwarf and it's going to expand out almost to Mars. But the interesting part about that is, is it changed the equatorial zone. So a lot of the moons in Jupiter and Saturn 
and even Mars will become inhabitable. They they'll because they'll be they'll be become inhabitable. No, Earth will be gone. Oh no, uh, Mercury, Venus, and Earth get destroyed <clears throat> as soon as it happens. Yeah, they just get eaten alive. It's the way it is. But I think it's I think it stops right before Mars. I I've seen some that eat Mars, some that don't. But regardless, the backside of the solar system with all those moons, those hundreds of moons floating around, becomes inhabitable. And if there's still two or three billion years left in the solar system, then they have time to develop and become us or something like us or even something different than us. Yeah, I mean, we've been around, what, 200,000 years? Two million, if you want to, you know, I think that's about as far as you can push our ancestors, about two million years. Neanderthal, Cro-Magnon. And we're talking about races. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about races 500 million years old. Uh, they've been around a long time because they made it. And I think that's really what it's going to take. You know, one day humanity, hopefully one day humanity, will unite as a one-race world and uh, get out in the deep space and make some friends and start to colonize. If there's any colonizing planets left, uh, get out and colonize. And then when Earth does go, we still survive. And we can be 500 million years from now. We can be a race still here. You know, if if the cosmos is, is not completely in-depth and into fighting like we are, and it is a, a, a cosmos where, you know, they have a, a, a galactic community and they want to see everybody grow and thrive, then, you know, we could see ourselves two, three billion years old. Um, until this, well, until this galaxy gets eaten by Andromeda, which is a billion, about a billion years from now. No, it doesn't mean we'll die. We're eating gala we're eating what three galaxies right now? Three or four. I'd have to go check. The biggest one I know of is Sagittarius. It's it's depositing red stars all around. It's one of the ones that sparked a theory that Earth, this solar system may not be from the Milky Way, it might be from the Sagittarius galaxy. And the reason why is is we're surrounded by these red dwarfs that actually come from the Sagittarius galaxy. So they're kind of thinking, well, it's possible we came from or they argued about it all the time. Well, for every link I can find, four I can find one link against. And there's probably a hundred of them out there. We won't know. <clears throat> we won't know until we go to one of the solar systems that come from the Sagittarius galaxy and take samples. Or when we go to one that comes from the Milky Way and we take samples. We take physical samples from these planets outside of our solar system. Uh, then we might know if which, which one we belong to. I'm sure there'll be something with the... Well, the way the star and the, the, well, not just the stars, but the way the black holes work and stuff like that. Well, yeah, I imagine the Sagittarius did have a black hole. It may still have a black hole, but I, eventually it's going to be getting eaten by ours. But that's the same thing that's going to happen to us when a, when a drama gets us. We're going to be, all of our stars will be deposited and for, you know, a billion years or so, it'll be like a pinball machine and then everything will start settling down and. Andromeda will be this big, massive galaxy floating around uh, with lots of life in it. Imagine there's already lots of life in it. Well, just because, like I said, just because you get sucked up don't mean you're going to get destroyed. So far, all the ones being deposited from uh, Andromeda, I mean, from Sagittarius hasn't destroyed us yet. It's also one of the reasons I kind of think we might be from it because we're with the, with the flow, the tide. Well, if we weren't with the tide, we would be something that would, the tide would be pushing up against. 
since we're not registered or anything like that, it, it would make me think more or less that we were part of the flow. Yes, I do have a bachelor's in science, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't help myself. I geek out sometimes. But anyway, getting back to the original subject. So our demons earthbound while we're on this. So as man goes into deep space, can they go with us? People tell, well, they can hatch up to this hatch. But I have heard many, 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 many religions say they're earthbound, meaning that they can't hitch a ride. They're stuck here. And maybe that's what they talk about when the Bible talks about, you know, our planet is engulfed in flames because it will be engulfed in flames in 4 billion years. It'll be engulfed in flames. And if the demons are earthbound, they'll be engulfed with it. Maybe it's a reward for getting our ass out into deep space without destroying the universe. Mm, did you ever think about that? I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking. I'm not I'm not saying. I'm just asking because I really don't know. No, I've asked preachers about this. And most of them all say the same thing. No, spirits can't leave Earth. They're Earthbound. And I'm like, well, okay. Well, no, I've asked them from like four or five different religions and they all say they're earthbound. But that doesn't mean they actually are. You know, I was talking with Michelle about this, Michelle DeRoche a couple of weeks ago about this. And she, and she, and along with some other people in the paranormal field, seem to think uh, that they can hitch a ride. Who am I to say they can or can't? I, I'm, I don't have the, it's not my line of research. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't think they're hitching any rides on any alien spacecraft. I would, I hate to say it. But I don't know if a demon, a real demon, could mess with the greys, the reptilians, or the humans. I mean, remember, they've been around a long time. We're talking about this this half-assed, they'd, they'd probably contain it, cage it up, and shoot it into the sun. Yeah, I don't think. It's not like us. We're, 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 we're easy targets for that kind of stuff. The whole planet is right now. We're not, we won't be forever, but right now we are. Well, maybe that's why, maybe that's... Well, then, see, if they had their own spaceships, they, that would already prove that they're not bound to Earth. But where did they get their own spaceships from? They Did they build them? Did they design them? Did they steal them from the greys? Is there a UFO factory in hell? Which would put a whole different spin on hell, I can tell you that. Well, these are just questions that if people are going to tell me that extraterrestrials are, are demons, then these are questions you have to answer. Yes, these are questions you have to answer. So, and then there's the other things like the contactees that are taking off world and, and see different worlds or, or happen to get to see uh, the galactic community, the uh, meeting place. Uh, it's a lot of aliens. It's a lot of different kind of aliens. And, and, and it's a big city with a whole bunch of different kind of aliens. And is that true? I mean, is that, so all of those are demons in this big, beautiful world? Mm -hmm. Denise, I'm not saying there's not demons. That's not what we're saying. We're probably what we're really saying is we just not really buying the fact that the demons are the alien abductors. That's what we're saying. Well, anybody can say alien abductions aren't real. You know, I can say you're not real. Well, you got to prove you're real. How are you going to prove you're real? Prove you're real to my audience right now. You're a bot, huh? So Diane's a bot, people. Yeah, so you can't prove yourself real. You'd have to hack into the network, get on the TV part of the network, get up some credentials and show that you were real. Because you can't prove that you are. Mm, hence the world of electronics, huh? 
In the old days, these conversations would have been held face-to-face. And that brings us back to the conferences. In the 60s, well, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and even the early 90s, conferences were the way to go. You can even say the early 2000s, but in today's world, online conferences are probably better. Even though I like to travel, you know, I like to get on the road. Uh, Linda still hasn't shot me for dragging her through Utah across, what, seven states and 10 days. I'm lucky to still be alive, but still. It's, uh... So why don't the demons interfere with those things? Why don't they go to DragonCon and get their lightsabers out? Why don't they let's invent a real lightsaber? Say, I'm just, just you know, an our demon Star Wars fans. That would be interesting. Anyway, getting back to the real topic here, do you really believe? I'm going to put a survey up this week. Do you really believe demons are extraterrestrials? In that case, you don't believe that there's any other life in the universe. There's no other worlds in the universe, and demons are extraterrestrials. Okay. Again, and, and I don't I don't want to sound snotty here. But stop putting limitations on the creator. I, I don't understand why religious people always feel the need to limit the creator. And what I mean by that is, hold on a second. Sorry, guys, one of our servers just went wooey-wooey. Well, hopefully it'll stop in a minute. No, just one of our servers I noticed was flashing. <laughs> Again, I just I just don't see it. I, I don't I don't sense it. I don't feel that um, the demons are the actual extraterrestrials. I, I just I just think that's just somebody's scam to make a little money and to make a little name for themselves. Well, again, I, I, we've had people invoke the name of lots of different gods and lots of different deities. And some people tell me they work. And then when you put them on hypnosis, the abduction is still going on. It hasn't stopped. And if they were demons, if you did invoke the name of Christ, wouldn't it stop? Or Muhammad or whatever you may believe in. Well, I, I mean, wouldn't it stop immediately? Wouldn't the abduction stop? Well, no, we've had people, we've done experiments where people invoke their God and the abductions that make it stop. And, and, you know, a week later, two weeks later, it's, it's still going on. Well, I don't know, but it doesn't seem to make a difference. Well, in all fairness to God, I mean, it's not really his job to interfere, is it? Or her job or its job, whatever it may be, or Jesus, whatever. It's not really their job to interfere, is it? Free will and all that good stuff. Yeah, I don't think. So why would they interfere in this and not interfere in starving children or the war in the Ukraine or nuclear weapons or things like that? That's a much more detrimental than aliens probing people. Uh, there are lots of horrible things going on in our world, far more than what we're talking about now. And if you want to talk about demons being related to things, that must be where they're related. Because this stuff, even though it has its horrible aspects to it, it also has its good aspects to it. Which makes me wonder if if that was the case, if it was truly demons and a lot of these demons are being converted to not be demons anymore, to be something else. So abducting people or making demons convert, 
I think the devil would put it into that shit lickety split, wouldn't y'all? I mean, see, that's that's the point here. There's too many things that go on in these that would not be considered horrible or bad or anything else for that matter. You know, it would just be considered part of what was going on. So, well, that's, that's the point. So, you know, why why would you think a demon was doing that when this just seems to be part of, of the everyday thing? I mean, these alien abductions go on this way and this is how they work and this is what they do. So why would a demon get involved? Because somewhere along the line, he's going to treat you nice and he's going to ask you to come be a keeper or a speaker or something like that. Communicator or something along those lines. Going to treat you with respect towards the backside of it. So that doesn't sound like a demon to me. Uh, I, see, that's the problem here. So, you know, when you think of a, a, just an alien abduction, it's just all horrible and there's nothing good, like we were talking about the kids. So, uh, abductions start pre birth and they bring the kids on board the ship very early. Kids get used to them very early. If I had a doll, if every kid had told me my bug eyed friends, my reptilian friends, my pale white friends, it's just, I, I'd be rich. I mean, I'd be stinking filthy rich. And, uh, and we don't even do children in organizations, it's not something we allow. Uh, no one under the age of 21 actually can be, well, their parents can do it. We just don't. And sometimes their parents will send for a list of questions. If the parents want to ask a question, it's fine. If they want to record it, it's fine, but we don't do it. Uh, there was one person who worked for me who did sometimes was the, uh, November Hanson. She was a school teacher. Uh, so, and, and she knew what she was doing. Everybody else, no, which just, we're, we're not here for that. No, but their parents can. You know, we can tell them everything we know, and their parents can see what they can do. But as an organization, that's not what we're here for. Well, there's lots of reasons why. There's lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of. It's like when we do hypnosis, you know, we have rules about hypnosis. We always bring someone with us. We record everything. Uh, everything's done in voice stress. Along with a recorder, we ask you to bring somebody with you, and we ask you to bring your own voice recorder with you. Yes, we're very serious about this stuff. It protects everyone. There's no funky, hanky, manky, weird stuff going on. And you never know when a competition or someone who thinks they're a competition or someone who just hates you in general wants to set you up. So you have to be careful with that. And then you never know when something really crazy and something really weird, which has happened before, uh, you want people there to witness it with you. Oh, we had one. Uh, <clears throat> a friend of ours came in from France. And we had one, all of a sudden, all the lights in the building went out. The camera started glowing. And then everything inside the camera melted. Everything inside the camera melted, uh, which was a bitch because it was hard to even find another camera like that. It was a Sony Hi8, which was a great camera. And it had a, 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 a scan disk hard drive and it. it. didn't have a – so it was a great – just melted it. Got another one. Went, just went and bought one so we could finish it because they were here for 10 days. Uh got back to the place, got all set up again, and uh, the thing just wouldn't even come on. Brand new out of the box wouldn't come on. So uh, I went and asked the guy to give me another. He said, I'm going to have to order you one. I don't have one. So he gave me my money back, and we went and got something else. And for two days, we could not get any video to work in the place at all. We couldn't get audio work. The meters were freaking out all over the place. And and we did it there because the the, the place is kind of – Built like a Faraday cage. That's why we why we did it there. So, if y'all don't know what a Faraday cage, you can look it up real quick. But it was very strange. We did uh, ten days of hypnosis, 
40 hours all together. We, we spent a lot of time riding around talking and looking at weird shit, having strange events happen. And that's why you want someone with you. You always want someone for you and for the other person as a witness that what, what goes on. Yes. And, and it also makes your story much more credible when something happens. You can say, hey, I was with such and such when this went down. It gives you more credibility in what happens. It also gives the hypnosis session much more credibility. It allows for a more credible hypnosis session all the way around. Well, actually, we're going to take a break here in a second for about three or four minutes, and then we're going to be back. Um, I don't know. So what you're saying is that the Naskins were making, boarding their kids' heads that look like demons. I know, huh? Wouldn't that piss them off if they found that? That also means the Mayans, the Aztecs, the Incans, the Romans, the Greeks were all messing with demons. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, on that note, we're, we're going to take a break for a couple of minutes. I'll see you in about four minutes. Stay tuned to United Public Radio. You are listening to UFO on the cover with your host, Joe Montaldo, and I'll see you in a few. Let me keep my 
tune in to UFO Undercover, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, with your host, Joe Montaldo, right here on the Paranormal Radio Network. Welcome to UFO Undercover with your host, Joe Montaldo. Okay, that was a little ornery the way that jumped up there like that, but okay. Welcome back, everybody. That was a little short, sweet break. Just getting everybody used to the breaks now that we're back on Roku. By the way, people, you want to see me sexy looking? Roku's the place. Come on, go over there, click on, say hi, Joe. How you doing? Yes, I even took the tie off. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist. Um, no, we really are on Roku. You can find us on the UFO Paranormal Radio on Roku. Well, people keep asking me for a station number. There's no such a thing. Um, a channel number. As far as I know, look, I've got Roku on three TVs. I've got Prime on one and i got Viz on one. I, I can't find no channels on any of them. I mean, I can find names like Prime and you know the show and all, but no, indeed not. But just look for U- UFO Paranormal Radio. Next month, <clears throat> next month, United... <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Didn't mean to cough in y'all's ears. Uh, next month, United Public Radio will also be added to that venue. And then, um, if everything goes right with this one, we will be adding Amazon Prime. Uh, so, you'll be able to get us on Amazon, too, for all you people who love your Amazon. Um, actually, Jennifer, we are looking to put her on Apple, too. Probably won't be till later in the year, though. Um, well... Roku's the biggest, followed by Amazon, which I think these days are about the same size. Um, so we'll add Amazon. I haven't seen them a lot tonight, but we'll add Amazon. And that gives us a big, wide, huge audience out there. And then we're going to add uh, Apple TV and Samsung TV and television and phone comes with it. Yeah. So, well, you can, but that's the thing. You don't really need all these right now. I mean, if you've got Apple, you can watch us on Apple TV right now. You can go to Roku and watch us. You can go to yeah, yeah, <clears throat> YouTube and watch us. You can go to Facebook and watch us. You can go to LinkedIn and watch us. You can go to um, – no, we're not on Twitter right now. but um, No, we all, we have a Twitter account, but it's not enough people over there to put it on for. Yeah, they won't let me have my big accounts back. I've asked it. They, they gave me – Elon gave me the finger. I, I still love you, Elon, but not as much as I did. I got to be honest, dude. The finger, the finger hurt, you know, especially without Vaseline, it hurt. That's all I can say. Um, but no, he lost great. I love him. It's, uh, <clears throat> no, I mean, they, no, it's legit. I had two accounts over there. One was about 130,000. One was about 100,000. And they bounced both of them for posting archives. And we talked to them about it. And they, oh, no, we're just reinstating. But nope, nope, and nope. And then I uh, talked with them the other day. They said, no, they're not going to reinstate your account. Sorry. So that's the end of that. And I'm not going to spend that much time establishing a big audience over there again. So it takes time to get that many people over there. Facebook, we've probably got 100, 150,000 between a couple of the pages. And um, I think it's 50 or 60,000 on United Public. At one time, it was up up to 110,000. No, it's not that people leave. Facebook, just if you're interactive for so long, they purge you off the pages. Yeah, I called them one day because, man, all of a sudden, 14,000 people disappeared off one of my pages. I'm like, what the? So I called them up. I said, that one day, because I, I knew some of the people. I knew they weren't because, you know, so oh, maybe they thought they were fake. And I called them. They said, nope. If they were interactive for more than a year, they just do it every once in a while. Well, there's probably lots of reasons for them to do it. <clears throat> Clear up space, you know, that way they can actually give you a more accurate figure who's actually on their servers. 
Well, because they get in trouble for lying about their 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 numbers, so yeah. Mm. It's just one of those things. So anyway, welcome back everybody, and we're gonna get back into why would a demon want to be an alien? Okay, I might have said that. <laughs> but why would a demon want to be an alien? I'm just so some demons want to be these ugly little greys, some want to be the reptilians or her. Some want to be the human type, and then they're arguing with each other and fighting with each other. Well, they're not killing each other, thing like that, but uh, they're competing with each other. Where I think demons would just kill each other and be done with it. And that's what all these <clears throat> big fancy ships, where they bring you to meet other aliens and stuff, is this more kind of demons and all these demons living in space? I just got a fundamental problem with demons living in space all the way around, especially being raised Catholic and Baptist. I just got some issues with that thinking oh maybe one or two might have hooked the rabbit not all of them come on it's crazy well <laughs> you mean up there up there is supposed to be heaven i know heaven's probably in a dimension uh as far as we'd understand it yeah not straight up above us or and really and truly <clears throat> looking up is deceptive anyway because it's 360 it's it's yeah i mean as all-encompassing any direction you look on our planet, up, down, left, right, it doesn't matter. You're looking in the deep space. I imagine there's a lot of aliens out there. Thank you, Glenda. And I don't know why people limit the creator. I'm not limiting the creator. I'm not going to hell for limiting the creator. I, you know, look, I, I'm just I'm just not going there. Because people tell me, well, why would he make, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> damn, there's something in my throat all of a sudden. Why would he, why would he make aliens? Okay. Maybe the aliens are asking, why did he make these dumb humans? You got to think. How old again is the universe? 14 billion years old. 14 billion years old. And you honestly think that we're the first intelligent life to appear in the universe. Really? Come on. I'm telling you now. Everybody who believes that, you went down 25 brownie points and 25 IQ points on my list. There's no way you can possibly believe that. Maybe God just creates because he likes to create, you know, and whatever comes out and whatever makes it the best and whatever holds it together, uh, it gets to get out there eventually and has some fun. You mean, well, this isn't about religion. And we're going to have some religious shows on the network, but no. It is true. When I was young, I don't know who, oh, I've said that on air before, haven't I? Yes, when I was young, I used to teach. Not like that, though. Wednesday, like prayer school on Wednesday. Prayer study on Wednesday might be a better way to say it. Yes. And then, you want to know the truth of it, I used to get together with a bunch of my friends, go down the river and get drunk at 17. Not the best role model. I'm, I just want to be honest about it because people, when they hear me talk about this, they're thinking, oh, no, no, no. I was going through issues. My dad had just died. I was pissed off at the world. Oh yeah, you look. Until I was, until my son was born, I was uncontrollably pissed off at the world, and uh, my poor wife had to deal with that when she first, for the first three years, she knew me. And then after my son was born and had been around a while, I, I started to, but it took me well into my forties to get over it. I'm not even gonna lie about it. And sometimes I still get pissed off about it. That's one of them things, um, but. Again, why would you limit the creator? Why would you say, okay, well, God created this in seven days and then, okay, waited 14 billion years to create man. Give me a fucking break, people. 
what are you all right whatever y'all smoking out there y'all need to share with the jojo okay i'm just saying put that shit in a box and send it to me because obviously you are smoking something better than i am um again that goes back to limiting the creator i know you want to feel special you as a human i understand this i want to feel special i want to feel like we're the greatest thing what we're god's best creation we're uno number one oh but i don't think that's true just like he created multitudes of us on this planet and we have multiple diversity you know in our planet not just in the human form but in all sorts of forms i think that's true for the universe and i think that's the way god wanted it infinite diversity i think that's the way what he wanted or it could be it or she i'm not i'm not putting a sex on god because i have no idea god may be above the way we understand sex anyway so Yes, and infinite diversity. That's us. That's everything in the universe. We're just part of it. We're just coming in. Think of this. We're just coming in to know ourselves. We are, we, we've been being ruled by religion for 5,000 years. And where in the, has it gotten us? Just answer me. You tell me where it's gotten us. I mean, as far as I can see, when I look around at planet Earth, we're in a shithole. And I love my planet. I don't want to be in on any planet. This is where I want to live. I love Earth. I think, you know, Terra is one of the greatest places to ever exist. But yet, we still have to deal with all of this. So why do you need demons screwing with extraterrestrials, with people like that, when you got the whole world to screw with that's on the edge of a nuclear war now? And again, that limits the creator. You know, I just don't think whatever created the universe, I don't think it stopped there. And it may have even given the universe its own sentient in the form that it can create itself. I mean, not the universe, it can create in itself. Meaning it can create nebulas, which can create stars, which can create planets, which can create life. So, you know, whatever the creator was probably allowed for that to happen. Or goes around and puts a spark of life in. I don't really know because I wasn't really there and I can't actually ask him, she, or it because I don't think it's going to answer me. But again, why, why would you think demons are extraterrestrials? And why would you think that we're the oldest, smartest, most intelligent thing in the universe? Oh, that's right, because a book told you so, written by men who, mm, what do I want to do? Well, control other men. Okay. Fucking morons, I swear. Uh, sometimes I think I'm, I'm out of my time. Something dropped me. I must have been really bad in the future. And they said, you know what, you ask, you're going back in time. You need to remember what it's like to live back in the past with all these prejudices and morons. Just, it's just hard for me. I can't sit here as a human being and think, looking around at 8 billion people on this planet, and you can't understand that not only is there life out there, there's infinite diversity all around the universe, all around our own, so all around our own galaxy. There's probably life in our own solar system. Whether it's intelligent or not, I don't know. But I would bet everything I have that they'll they'll find life in this solar system more than one time. That's how sure I am of it. So there's going to be life everywhere. Some will be friendly to us. Some won't be friendly to us. Some may be hostile. Um, but in the end, the only way we can ever do this is to become a one government planet. And yes, Clara, I know before you even say it, I'm anti-one. <laughs> 
I am anti one world government because right now we're a bunch of idiots and I'm scared some idiot will take over and we'll be like Zeke Heil, whoever. Um, but we do, I'm not talking about a hundred years, 500 years, thousand years from now, we will eventually become, yes, we will we'll eventually, because we have to survive, we'll become a one world government and we'll have to get into deep space. Of course, Elon's going to leave us behind. He's going to screw all of you. He's going to go start his own colonies out there. Jeff Bezos might too. You might find little colonies of humans all over the place. Well, you know, it's funny and it's so funny. Um, you know, I've been in radio for 20, 25 years. But anyway, before that, one of the things I used to preach all the time is if you ever want to see space travel advance, privatize it. And everybody's, oh, you can't do that. The secret's this, that. You just, you just can't do that. And then when I got my own radio show, Wake Up USA, I used to talk, I used to bring scientists on talking about privatization of space is the only way to go. I talked about this and the desensitization program for decades, which have all now panned out to be true. I can put my own hands up and say, yeah, 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 because it's all panned out to be true. And um, I, even on this show, I've, I've said it, psh, thousand fifteen hundred times privatization is the only way to go and look i was right elon musk he landed two at a time launching three at a time this man is out of control with his shit he's making the americans the russians and the chinese combined look like morons do you realize every everything that launched on this planet last year every country i think there's like seven or eight anyway everybody who could launch last year launched elon launched like eight times as many it was effortless Landing two rockets, two and three at a time. I mean, come on. NASA can't even land a damn thing. Neither can Russia or China. China got to pop a, uh, a damn thing in parachutes and hope it lands. It lands a screw the parachute. We ain't going to do that. We No, we don't need parachutes. What is wrong with you people? You don't need parachutes. Uh, he, he makes them look bad. And here's Jeff Bezos out there doing the same thing. You're talking about Maccabee. What Maccabee did now, but um, I guess it's the, uh, what was it? Um, not Blue Origins. Oh, I can't think of it. He had the space plane. Yeah, the tourist plane. Oh, I can't think of the name of it now, but it's it's still going. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who's funding it or where it's coming from, but last I heard it was still going. Um, they All of these want to eventually be launching out of spaceport. Where is it? New Mexico, Arizona. Uh, Somebody asked me one time, why do they always launch out of Florida? Well, there's a lot of water around Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you screw up. It's not going to be as bad. Well, you know, you launch something in New Mexico, falls in Los Angeles. <laughs> it can't be bad, man. Uh, yeah, downrange is, you know, downrange for us would be is the Atlantic Ocean, Gulf of Mexico, stuff like that. There is New York City, but it, it's usually not the way it's set up. It's not going to go that way anyway. So anyway, all this is going on in infinite universe. Things are going on everywhere. So we can't have aliens coming to our world. It has to be demons coming to our world. Now, if you are an extraterrestrial and someone is telling you this, you have to look at these people like just, well, we, don't, we shouldn't even be here. We'll come back 10,000 years. They might know what's going on. Well, I don't think they're anti-religion. I think they have their own type of religions. I, I don't, I don't think, and you don't have to be, anti-religion or anti-God to understand that there's other life in the universe. You don't even have to agree with their religions. 
You just have to understand that, yes, whatever created, whatever the creator is, whatever the single creator or, or, or multiple, whatever the creator is, is creating. And we all have our own way of looking at it. Again, I'm anti-religion, pro-spirituality. Yes. I don't think you I don't I don't think you need a religion to find your soul into wherever it's going. I, I just know. I just don't think you do. Well, oh, you mean why to leave the cat? It's complicated. My favorite answer to that is I got tired of Neil sit stand, Neil sit stand, Neil sit stand, Neil sit stand. I just matter of fact, I got popped in the mouth by a nun one day. I said, "Well, th if this is what heaven is, I I'm going to the other place." And she popped the living crap out of me right in her mouth. What a rule about you think? Oh yeah, I used to get popped all the time. Well, come on, is that is that is that heaven to you really? I picture heaven as a whole different kind of place, not not Neil sit stand, Neil sit. And the thing about praise me all the time, praise me all the time. Okay, you don't want us. People say ego is bad, but the thing you worship has the biggest ego I've ever heard of. And it can be very vindictive. You know, flood the world, create fires, pestilence. I mean, really. Um, these are things that, that we're not supposed to do, but our creator is up there doing it. I, that's, that's like telling your children, do as I say, not as I do. That shit never works. And we all know that doesn't work. Yeah, but see, when I say stuff like that, I get in trouble. Even though it's true, I still get in trouble because, oh, that's not how it is. Well, that, that is how it is. I, I don't make the rules. So, again, you know, shouldn't demons be fighting angels? Unless the person, unless the contactee is some sort of angel, I don't know even know why the demon would be screwing with some of these people. A lot of these people have no, um, they're not going to change anything. Yeah, they're just people. You mean their kids, grandkids are great? Maybe so. Maybe they're playing the long game. You're just not going to convince me they're, they're demons. It, it just, it's just not going to happen. Well, there's too many times where the aliens come off as not being demonish where they've gone out of a way to help people, to show people things, help people understand things, use the downloads, use the hollow rooms. I mean, they've done things. Well, we call them hollow rooms because we don't really know what the hell they are. And they're not like, when you say it's like a Star Trek hologram, it's much different than that in the fact that, I guess it ain't. I mean, it's, it's just everything is real. You feel pain, you sense pain, everything is real. And you don't have to wear your own body you can upload your consciousness into a different body when you're in one of these rooms. So all of that is stuff way beyond us. Not not zero. I mean, not leaps of beyond this, though, because we are working for ways on right now to be able to take your consciousness out of your body and upload it into another body. That is an ongoing program. has been since about 1995. Ever since that guy put that chip in his head and recorded his memories, we realized that there is a way to take your consciousness and load it into a new body. So... That is something that we're working on. Whether they success succeeded or not, we're too poor. We won't know. Maybe if he's still around, Bill Gates comes back as somebody else, but kind of reminds you of Bill Gates. <laughs> Maybe that'll be it. I, I I don't I don't really know, but I know. Um, I think it was in twenty two thousand. Uh, a couple of research companies had come out and, and were talking about this. Uh, one of the reasons why is 
cloning basically is banned in our country or in the world for that matter <clears throat> because they don't want clone forms. So if you had money, then you wouldn't even have a lot of money because uh, these clone forms eventually would have to make it kind of cheap for everybody. So if there was a clone form, there's a clone of you and you needed a liver or you needed a heart or you needed an arm or you needed a leg, you'd have these warehouses with these pieces of people in them. Yeah, just thinking about it. Oh, well, the brain doesn't work. Well, we don't know that for sure. We know it, it just, it just, to something about the whole thing just sounds immoral. Immoral. I mean, it just, it shouldn't be allowed. The technology would be better if we could figure out how to grow them and, you know, just to, to grow the part, not the whole body. And, you know, if we can grow the whole body, we should be able to grow a whole part. I mean, we've successfully grown ears and noses and, Stuff like that on a back of rats. We should be able to do this kind of stuff. I mean, we really should. So, and we shouldn't have clone forms. I mean, it's just something. And eventually, it would just turn into uh, another another thing to divide the world. <clears throat> People would be fighting with them, trying to burn them down and stuff. And um, it would just. And then, if you walked into one, you'd see people all over missing parts. It, it would just. <clears throat> it would be something that I don't think the average human can deal with. And since the average human probably wouldn't have one, they would be protesting. So, but the other way, you know, of, of being able to enhance your life or change your life, or that's a whole different thing. Or just simply being able to upload your brain into a new consciousness. So what they would do is, is you wouldn't need, um, and clones are bad anyway. So what you do is you put it, you'd grow host bodies. <clears throat> You'd freeze these host bodies, um, you know, you just freeze and put them in stasis. And then when the person, yes, when the person died, they could take your consciousness and upload it into the new body. It wouldn't look like your old body. You could, you could make it look a lot more like you, but for DNA diversity, you wouldn't want that. Um, but yeah, because you don't want to use your own DNA. You don't want to be cloning yourself. You can, you, then you get into clone degradation, you know, down and down the line that you will kill you. So, you know, this way, it's it's new DNA all the time. And you can get yourself to look a lot like your old self, but you still need to mix a lot of different DNA in. Now, that way, like I said, it's a husk body, a host body, husk body. Um, it's a body that's not a clone. It's grown. Uh, from different pieces of DNA from different people. And since there's 8 billion people on the planet, there's lots of DNA to mix and choose from on a regular basis. So, uh, and by then there'll be even more. So again, you just upload your, your, your thing, <laughs> altered carbon. In a way, it'd be kind of like altered carbon, yeah. Well, for some reason, altered carbon, they're not growing any bodies. They're just using old ones and new ones and whatever to get their fingers on. Yeah, altered carbon's a little bit different than the fact that they use technology that's built into you, that's put into you as a baby that keeps all your consciousness in there. And if you die, you can upload your consciousness into a new body or whatever's available. Or if you're rich, you could do a, a host kind of clone kind of thing. That's a husk clone. It's, it's you, but each, each time you'd make it, you would use like a different father, a different mother or a different father, whatever it was to make the DNA slightly different. And that way it didn't, well, you don't want to get clone degradation again. All the, all the, all the carbon was a good, good flick. I, I mean, it was two seasons, three main actors, four, four, five main actors. 
it was like Doctor Who <laughs> with a lot of porn. Uh, oh, people. If if soft porn, yeah, yeah, I guess you could call it soft porn and, and all the carbon. It's a little more than soft, but it's uh, it's there's a lot of nakedness in there. Man, female, they don't seem to really care. A lot of walking around. A lot of good-looking people, too, though. A lot of sex, man. A lot of blood. Uh, but somebody invented this little thing they put on your neck, and it spools up and it keeps your conscious in there. And if you die, they just put it into a new one. They take it out of there and put it in a new one, and boom, you got a new body. But what was going on for the poor people was whatever body they could get. So sometimes it'd be like crackheads and crack addicts and people in prison and shit. People with tats, you know, crazy tats all over and stuff. Not regular tats, but crazy tats. It was, it was different. Yeah, like you died or something. Somebody stabs you, a knife, just something, and you wake up in the hospital in a new body, and you're like, oh, what is this? <laughs> well, I imagine, yeah, you could buy them if you had money. You could buy a better model, I'm sure. That, that's how that went. But anyway, but what would demons have a boring time there? But that's the same thing for us. I mean, as this technology develops on our planet, uh, and we are, I mean, the rich people will get it first. And then eventually it'll trickle down to the rest of us, especially if we're colonizing. See, right now we're a little nervous because we're 8 billion in climate. You know, we're looking at maybe 12 billion here really soon in less than 20 years or maybe even more. So we're climbing. And remember, every time we, we get, the bigger we get, the faster we climb. You know, it took us a little while to get from 2 billion to 8 billion. Well, it took us 30 years, 40 years, something like that. So the next 40 years will be more like 16 billion or maybe 24 billion. So we have to think about this and that's why we go off world. So if we're going off world, then we're going to colonize the, the different planets and the different moons and the asteroid belts and stuff like that. So technologies like these will be great. You're in deep space, you get killed, you know, boom. But you can keep a copy of yourself somewhere else, but it's not won't have all your memories up until that point. But there, as long as they can recover, you know, or you could be uploaded. And it could be a fail-safe when you died, you you know, it would upload automatically into a new body. Some storage depot somewhere that you'd wake up like, whoa, where the hell am I? Uh, wasn't I just here? <laughs> you know, being crushed by some rocks in an asteroid landslide. And, and be a different universe. And you need those people because 24 billion colonizing a solar system isn't anything. Here, it's a lot of people. You know, you could put two billion, three billion on Mars. As we learn how to terraform, eventually we're going to terraform Venus because Venus is the same size as Earth. Its upper atmosphere is identical to Earth, which means that, you know, and it's been, you know, under, um, well, some of the most fertile lawyer, f soil and land is around volcanoes. So this place has one, been one giant volcano for God knows how long. You get it to cool down, uh, you can really start to terraform it really fast, faster than you can do Mars. Yeah, so it would be a different place to live, that's for sure. But all of this stuff can be done. I mean, it's going to take time, but all of it can be done. And we could slowly but surely, but, you know, so it'd be it'd be effective for us to be able to keep. Well, and then you, if, if it got too bad, you could always put a moratorium and say, okay, everybody's, you know, give everybody a shot when they're born, no more babies for the next two generations or something. Well, 
I imagine life's different when you know you're going to live five, six, seven, eight hundred years, a thousand years, five thousand years. Imagine you look at the universe differently. I mean, think about it this way. In, in, in our world, so if you go to school and you want to be a master or anything, eight years, ten years, you know. But think if you could be 16 years or 20 years and then you became the master. You'd be just so much better at everything. I mean, and if you were one of those people, especially researcher or one of those people who just like to learn, you'd have so much time to absorb so much knowledge. Well, you might be able to change the world or change your world or change something. It's just the way we do it right now. It's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You're born, you spin around, you're dead. I mean, you mean effective lifespans for most people will be in their mid-80s, maybe into the early 90s, and that's if they've been really healthy their whole life. Um, but I think a record is what, like 121 or 126 or something like that. So Now, we'll say this. When I was a kid growing up, when you were 50, you were old. Today, 50 ain't jack. Women and men look just as good as they do in their 30s and their 50s. They're out there active, getting in trouble. You mean 60s, 60s would be like the 40s uh, back in the 60s. <laughs> That's what it would be like, yeah. Well, because people in the 60s are generally healthier. They're active. They, they have this, a lot of them are still working well into their 70s. Uh, I mean, the guy who just took over Disney is 74. Our president is 80-something. The last president was 70-something. And you see he's very active. He's going all the time. I mean, look who he's, who he's got for a wife. It's, um, it's just a different world than it used to be. I mean, we're healthier. We live longer. We stay longer. But you see, Christy, you look hot right there. I can see your picture. Yeah, see, 50's great. Oh, man, 50. I love my 50s. It, I, it's just, look. <laughs> F you, Christopher. Um, well, yeah, you're right, though. Because if I'm doing TV... Or something like that. My beard's always dyed and it's always trimmed out and it's always pretty because it's, it shows up on television better. See the way it is right now? It's its real color. Eventually it'll get way salty and pepper and then eventually it'll go white again. But it's its real color right now. But they usually like it black, you know, like a deep black because it shows it better on TV. Actually, most of them, most of them want to let it go for like a week, and then I have no idea. Look, I don't know anything about this stuff. But I also told them we were somewhere, and this one of the media girls came up. She's going to brush this dye. I said, "You will not. You'll either die properly, or we won't die." She's like, "Well, I said because I'm not going to be standing around in expensive clothes and have dye running down my clothes. So I'll be pissed like you wouldn't believe." And she just looked at me like, "You're aware?" I said, "Yeah, I'm aware of that." I said, "Give me a break." That's a damn shirt I was wearing. It would cost me the whole outfit she was wearing. I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, that kind of shit don't come out of clothes. I was like, nope, 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 nope. So, uh, but yeah, no, they then they just hand dyed it and it came out. It was looked really good. I keep telling them I want to dye it red. They just won't let me. Oh, you red beard. Damn, let me dye it red. I can't find any men's dye red. No, no, that's it's stupid colors like black, brown, light brown, and blonde. I guess I could go blonde, but that would look stupid. Don't ask me, man. I don't know. And then what have demons got to do with that? You see, that's the whole point. I really think the demons have plenty enough shit to do 
without acting like aliens. Look, look, people, I know y'all gonna get mad at me about this, and a lot of religious people listen to the show. It's just, I don't think, I don't, I don't, I just, I think aliens are aliens and demons are demons. And I don't, I don't think either one of them wants to meet the other one at all, to be honest with you. I, um, you mean, okay. So when we talk about alien abductions, we talk about this all the time. So it's pre-birth. Um, they come take you when you're still in your, in your mother's womb. They do some experiments. They check you out. They do it about two or three times. They usually get you about within a couple of weeks after your mother having you, unless there's problems, and they'll get you sooner. And then usually once you hit about three, they start taking you monthly. And they take you monthly. And, and a lot of these kids get an affinity for them. They, they're like, yeah, my reptilian friends, we have these games. We do this. We do that. Uh, and this lady helps me with this. These human aliens. They're not scared. The, the fear doesn't come until puberty. From puberty till about 28 is when all the really nasty stuff is done. The breeding experiments, the pressure experiments, how far can you push a human's brain, things like that. Um, that's the kind of things uh, that goes on doing that. And it's hard. But the best part about this is, is you don't have to remember. I don't blame. I'd always be asking questions. Damn demons! Damn aliens! Damn aliens! They're both pains and answers. Talking to Miss Christie isn't wrong with us. It's um. That's really the problem. How do you distinguish between the two? What what is a demon? What is an alien? You know, my paranormal friends. I give them shit all the time because I always ask, "What the hell is a demon?" Well, the demons are bad. No, 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 dude. That's not what I asked you. I said I asked you, "What is a demon?" And uh, so then I got to hear 500 million different explanations, which drives me crazy. And then I drive them crazy, but I always tell them when we're talking about ghosts, I always tell them the same thing. Ghosts are dimensional bleed through. Oh God. You want to make a paranormal investigator, a ghost investigator crazy? Tell them that. They're like, no, no. Yeah. I said, no, they're dimensional. I said, why can't ghosts be dimensional bleed through? Why can't it be the next dimension over? And this is something real that's just bleeding into our dimension. It just looks like a ghost here, but in the other dimension, it's a solid person or a solid entity of some kind. And they're like, no. I'm like, why not? <laughs> so they can't ever give me a reason why not. So we just we just let it go. It's it's but research is fun. I don't expect we're gonna learn everything in one lifetime because there's too much of this paranormal stuff out there to learn. And and again, as researchers who are dabbling the paranormal ufology, whatever it may be, paranormal is a bad word for us. It's not. It's normal. It's not para. For so that's a, the problem with the field is for most of us we have absorbed this as its normal behavior. We investigate these things. We check these things out. We see this enough to know that this is some kind of normality. Something that happens. Um, you know, because of this, that, or the other thing, you know, sometimes it's just a replay memory of some sort that got hung up in the place. Sometimes it may be causes some kind of violence or some other things, but there's sometimes there's reasons why things drive what we would consider ghosts. Uh, but instead of investigating those, we're more interested in if it's going to, yeah, I don't know. It makes me crazy is all I can say. Uh, but again, that becomes normal to us. That's the normal, the norm. And for the person outside, it's paranormal. Because they don't understand and they don't know what we're looking at. So they have to be treated. They treat it as it's paranormal. For us, it's not. I mean, alien behavior is alien behavior. You know, demons are demons. Ghosts are ghosts. And, and it's not that hard to distinguish between them all. 
Well, I can't blame you there, Chrissy, because it's, it's, it's a hard thing in the modern world. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what's my voice tonight, guys. <clears throat> Damn. I don't know what it is with the modern world. So when you go backwards, so, so we're going we're gonna to take a quick trip 6,000 years and back. So we're going to jump. Woo, boom, we're going to jump back 10,000 years, actually. So here we are. We're in India 10,000 years ago. We're standing on the coast of these cities we, that were buried that we just recently found things that it's now. And we're sitting there looking. What religion are they, they, they? What are they? We don't even know what religion they are. Okay, this is a religion that's probably been wiped out of existence. Probably had nothing to do with the current Indian religions. Uh, it's, just, it's just wiped out. It's gone. Uh, here's a religion that nobody knows what it is. So is it still being practiced today? Did somebody take bits and pieces of it and put it together and, and make some other religion out of it? Again, that's the problem with religions. So we start out way back then, and these religions have stories in them that would, would contain, I'm not going to say this, period stuff. You come a little further. These stories start to enhance themselves, like in the Roman and Greek empires. The stories were different because it was a different time. They had different weapons. They had different vehicles. They had all kind of different stuff that the people 2,000 years earlier didn't have. But the Romans and Greeks had them. And then you come forward another 2,000 years to Christianity. This is a whole nother time in our existence. So therefore, the religion that's being born for the next thousand years encompasses the new times. So it, so what is it actually is it, people? This is something that seems, for the most part, to be used for the control of man. That's what it does. That's why I always tell people, you don't have to be religious. You need to be spiritual. <clears throat> There's a difference. There's spirituality and this religion. Uh, pick one. I'm, I'm sticking with spirituality because at least whatever it is I get to talk to then or, or feel or sense or whatever. The other way, you're just being controlled. Because anything written for man is written for the control of man. No one's going to ever convince me differently uh, that the religious texts are not written for the control of man because they're very confining. Uh, they really push us down. They never speak well of women. They don't even really include women in any of these books. So I can't see that there was an all-seeing creator that wrote them because the all-seeing creator would have known what women's lives were going to be in the future and what part they were going to play in the future of mankind, which is now. But 2,000 years ago, you would have never thought that was possible, that a woman could run for president, a woman could be a leader, a woman could, uh, no, it just, it just, it just, no. None of this stuff was possible back then. They were lucky they got to talk out of turn without getting in trouble. Um, so here we are. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Somebody got it wrong. Those 6,000 years, none of this is brought up. There's so much stuff that's going on in the world today that the 6,000 years, last 6,000 years of religion have missed. You have to wonder who actually wrote it. And when you go back and look, all of it was written by man for the control of man. Well, Christopher, we can argue about the Ten Commandments because I didn't see God actually write the Ten Commandments. And I don't even have a problem with the Ten Commandments, to be honest with you, because the Ten, Ten Commandments are for everybody. In other words, they don't discriminate against any color, sex, or anything else. They just are, are guidelines. Don't do this. Whoever you are, where religion's a whole different thing. Oh, dude, religions, even today, it's hard that religion don't look down on women. It, it, it's, it's hard for them to get past that. Uh, maybe in another hundred years, it, it might grow past that. You mean, how many female Catholic priests there? As far as I know, there's none. Um, 
Well, no, they still believe a lot of this stuff that, that it's second class citizens and things like this. That's why I'm saying that's how you know this wasn't written by the creator because the creator would know what the role of women would be in the future because he created them or it, it created them, whatever. Regardless, they would know. Only humans wouldn't know. So humans would be writing it from the point where they were at the time. And that's how the Christian Bible was written. So it was a Tehran. All the Bibles were for the modern ones. They were written from the point of time that they were in. And when I say that, the Christian Bible wasn't written at the time Jesus lived. It was written later. And then a few times it was rewritten. I mean, really and truly, you want to even get an old Bible, you have to, you have to read Latin. You go back and find one that's, you know, 1,500 years ago. I mean, uh, 1,500s or something like that. Maybe a 1,200, something old. Because uh, those that Bible and the one you read today aren't even the same. It's, it's, it's again, because they have to change things. Look at the King James Version. Things have to be changed that go along with things today. We need divorce. Well, the Bible didn't allow for divorce. It does now, at least that version. No, the old version. The King's Version. But anyway, uh, there's so much of this. So... Why would you put so much stock in a demon from that particular thing? Not that I'm saying they don't exist or they may not be out there in some other shape, form, or fashion. I'm just, why would you pick it from this particular genre? So you're giving it power because you're believing in something that probably isn't real. I'm not saying, and before anybody writes to me, I'm not saying God or the Creator is not alive or, or real. I'm saying that you should be very careful when you're interpreting any type of religious text from any religion. I'm just being honest with you about it. Well, it's the way you should be. You should always be cautious. Well, here's a real quick, we got a few minutes yet. We still got a few minutes. So a lot of times when we have an alien abduction in progress, there will be what, like, what people like to call a poltergeist. Now I'm pretty sure a paranormal poltergeist and UFO poltergeists are different, but they may not be, but we're gonna we'll see. So most of the time when I talk to people in the paranormal field about poltergeists, they talk about spiritual, you know, some kind of active spiritual energy. But when we talk about a poltergeist from an alien abduction, it's usually done some type of energy field that they use because you know, electric toys will come on, you know, battery operated toys will come on, electrical stuff in your house will go on and off and act stupid. Um but the dolls won't come alive unless they're electronic dolls. They just lay there and it, nothing happens to them. Um, it's different. It's just, it's the same, but it's different. There's, there's similarities, but there's differences in, in the way some things act and the way some things don't. So yes, I'd have to say in some ways there's similarity, but in other ways they're not. So are they actually the same thing? Well, I don't think they are, but yeah, I'm not, look, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this one, but it just seems to be, that the type of poltergeist activity when there's a UFO present is different than the poltergeist activity when there's a demon or something else present or just an energy present. So, Clara, I could be wrong. I, I, I wouldn't even deny it. And you know, you've heard me. I've admit, See, I'm probably the only damn researcher in the field who's ever admitted they were wrong. Well, the organization has admitted it's wrong at least three times because we make mistakes. We've been around for a long time. And it's not that you make mistakes so much as you go by the current hand, the data on at hand. Okay, just like we were talking about the different religions and the way they adjusted over the years, it's the same thing. So when we started out, the understanding we had was the grades work for the reptilians and the humans, and they were kind of like, uh, what's the little 
what's the little elf guy in uh, Harry Potter, you know, the house elf. And uh, they were kind of like that. Come to find out, that's not even close to the truth. They're quite a bit more powerful than both of them combined. So you could take the reptilians and humans and combine them, and, and the greys are way more powerful than they are. They're a way older race. Their ships are organic. They're grown. They have things that the other two races haven't even thought of yet. It's just a different it's a different perspective. And when you hear contactees talk about the reptilians and humans being present, when a grey comes in, even a small grey comes in, they usually bow your, their heads down and respect and keep them like that until the grey passes or ask a question. And then they feel like it's okay to lift and start talking. Yes. Well, I would imagine, I mean, a gray's got a, his head's like three times the size of theirs, not ours. It's probably five times the size of ours. I would imagine their telepathic abilities and, and clairvoyancies, not clairvoyancies, but um, the ability to move things and throw things or crush things is damn good. I imagine they could just reach into reptilian's head and start crushing one of his arteries. Like, what did you say again? Would you like to retract that statement, Mr. Reptilian? What? What would you wait? Wait, wait, what? Oh, you're dead, damn it. I'm sorry. It's just what's more than telepathy. Um, so you know, there's lots of there's lots of abilities out there, and uh, for some reason, the one where you, you move things is out of my brain at the moment. But, um, well, it's clairvoyance, but clairvoyance is basically reading the future, telepathy is basically reading someone's mind, impasse or or basically people who are sharing or sending emotions. Telekinesis is the one I was looking for, yes. Telekinesis is the, the ability to move things with your mind. That's interesting. Like minds think alike. Um, it's, yes, it's, um, it's, it's the only one that doesn't show up in, in large amounts on this planet. So when we test, and we test a lot, when we test, um, we find that the majority of people possess no psychic ability whatsoever. People get so mad when I say that too, because, but it's true. And, and see, I challenge people. So instead of them getting mad at me, I just challenge them. Like, look, go get two cards, go to your mall, ask the people in the mall if it's okay if you sit down and tell them what you're doing. You can lie, tell them you're doing it for school or college, whatever. Tell them you're just doing it as a research venture and you want to test if people have telepathic abilities. Not two cards is all you need. This is This is for just to see if somebody has ability. This isn't to see how good their ability is. So green and red, black and blue, whatever colors you want, you, you, you put them down in front of you. Now remember, it's only two cards. So a person can get this right 50-50 just by guessing. So you put the card down in front of you, think the color to the individual, and if it gets it wrong, you're like, wait, what? After this happens, you know, <clears throat> a few times, you know they don't have any ability. What's freaky about this, it's like tossing a coin. A lot of times, they're not even 50-50. They're like 40-60. They get it wrong that much. Yeah, it's it's weird. So you know there's no telepathy. There's no telepathic ability there. Um, well, some people like to use four cards and scramble them and then ask them what the, the end card was. You can do that as well if you feel more comfortable with that. But when you get in, when you get an advanced group, you can get into much more advanced stuff than that. Oh, yeah. You can get into sentences and paragraphs and answers and all sorts of stuff. Um they can tell you what you're reading at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's, but that's really advanced. That's not, this is just testing to see. And we started doing this because we were looking for, because, you know, we, we don't, we consider anyone with empathic or contact, anybody with empathic or telepathic abilities are more than likely an abductee or a contactee. Uh, we don't really think anybody other than them have the abilities. It, it seems like so far that that's who possesses the abilities. 
And just because you possess an ability and don't think you've been taken by aliens don't mean you haven't been taken by aliens. Keep that in the back of your mind. Uh, yes, because so far, well, they have, aliens only abduct in family lines. They don't do it randomly. They do it in family lines. They don't only do it one time either. Even though someone may think it's only been one time, if you get them deep hypnosis, they'll find out it's been way more than that. Because um, they just don't abduct in, in one time. It's just not what they do. You mean accidentally get somebody when they're taking some other people? Then they would just wipe their memory out, drop them down, and that would be the end of that. Yeah, they wouldn't remember anything. And remember this. They don't have to let you remember seeing their ship. They don't have to let you remember anything if they don't want to. So when they do let you remember stuff, it's because you showed some kind of interest or some lack of fear that said, hey, this person may actually be useful. This person might like to help us out and be involved and see what's really going on. Because that's the only way you're going to find out what's really going on is to become a keeper or a communicator or something along those lines. If you do, they give you a lot more information. You get to spend a lot more time with them um, because you're helping out with different abductions and stuff like that. You might be working with the kids. You might be working with the adults. You might be working with different off-world other. Um, there's two or three races that are a lot like us. Like There's one that's black-eyed. And, and I don't know if it's the same black-eyed in the paranormal world or not. But this race is a black-eyed race. All the kids and all the adults have black eyes. Um, they look almost just like us, except they have black eyes. They say they're around the same technological uh, area as we are. But they're undergoing the same thing we are. These races are abducting them just like they're abducting us. So since they're on the big ships, where they let everybody kind of hang out and learn stuff, uh, you got to meet them. And sometimes now they cross, let them keep her for humans and let humans keep her for them. So we know there's other races out there that look like us. And uh, we know now that we're having interactivity with them. So it seems like these aliens are keeping an eye on, on, well, people, races that are actively developing would be a better way to say it. So they're starting from wherever they're starting at, and then they're watching them to see how they're going to grow. And they probably in the past may have even tried to put us on a different course. But since there was three different races here, and the three different races couldn't really agree on what the hell to do. It seemed to change everything because the Sumerians talk about being a very subservient species to the aliens. They, they didn't act like they didn't want to know how, why they had to plow the field, why they had to make the beer or why they had to have 15 children. All they knew is they were told to do it. Um, when the reptilians came in and stole their women and raped them and sent them back, those women were born different. They now had a reptilian section in their brain. Those kids were different. And those kids didn't want to know why they had to plow the field. And after there was enough of them, there was a rebellion. And people get, and that's another thing people get mad at me was when I tell them, you have a reptilian section in your brain. Then they're like, and no, no, no. I said, you got a cell phone in your hand? Yeah, I said, type in reptilian section in your brain. And I said, all right, I'll wait for you. And then you don't hear nothing at all from them. <laughs> because it's an important section of who and what we are. It makes us who we really are without it we would just be that subservient yes yes it's all we'd ever say is yes not no but yes and some people think that's a good idea but we need freedom we need freedom of will we just we just always need to remember and i hate to sound this because it sounds corny to treat everyone the way we want to be treated and if we'd all do it it'd be a much better place but unfortunately we can't all behave there's too many greedy 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 you know, Daryl, that people ask me that all the time, world peace, world peace, world peace, and I always tell them the same thing. You gotta get rid of money, you gotta get rid of religion. Yeah, you gotta get rid of you, you, 
you got to somehow get into one world government and you got to get rid of money and religion. They both got to go. Or get rid of money and make religion to the point where uh, no one cares. You know, whatever religion you want to be is fine. You know, just like being a different color is fine. It's like being a different sex is fine. So if they can get to that point, then they can start making steps to start looking how to free themselves. Yeah. But right now we're back asswards planted on the spiral arm of the galaxy, waiting for us to be wiped out, basically. Well, you gotta I mean, we're way the hell out there. And it's weird because we're so young and we're way the hell out here. Well, okay, so in the beginning, I shouldn't say in the beginning, but in the beginning of research, the galaxy was a hundred light years out, and I think Earth was seventy-five light years out. And then we found out that the actual universe, I mean the universe, but the galaxy was actually bigger. It was 160,000 light years. So we're not quite as far out as we were, but still, we're way the hell out here. That's why a lot of people used to use this as a theory why the aliens were visiting. They were using this as a jumping spot to jump from one galaxy to the next. Well, I think the next galaxy to us, the closest one, is Andromeda. And it's a long freaking way away. Well, no, we got to go because we got to wait. Michelle DeRoche will be taking the mic, not here, but she will be taking the mic in a few minutes. I want to tell everyone thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Kind of on a rampage on and off tonight. Uh, nice to see a couple people in the chat. Nice to see Christy in the home chat on, on the home pages. Everybody who was in Messenger, I always love seeing y'all. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going there. Oh, no, I'm not going there. Nope, I'm not going there. Um, you'd have to ask her, yes. Ask him all. Oh, I had a great time, Chris. Stop by any time. We're here most Wednesdays. Deluce, uh, Deluce, Deluce. Oh, um, probably the end of March, beginning of April. Well, no, probably May. Uh, I'll probably be doing any guests until then because I'll be traveling a lot. Uh, yes, I gotta. I'm, I gotta go. I'm going to Atlanta for a lecture, and then I'm going to. Um, I'll be out in los angeles for a week if anybody out there wants to stop by and see me i'll be with writers of the futures for about seven days six about five days actually uh working the writers of the future gig and then later on i'll be up in new york and then in dc so yeah plus i got two jobs so <laughs> i stay really busy well i own the, my own both of them so i own, my, I own the maintenance company outright and i own this outright so i can move my schedule around the way i want to no i wish i was rich yeah, so do I. Well, you know what? That's not true. Sometimes I actually am. Not right now I am, but sometimes I actually am. Yes, there's been times in my life that I've actually been pretty wealthy. Um, well, it's contract. It's feast and famine. And when the radio station actually was doing quite well until um, – this, this is a double standard, by the way. The radio station was actually generating ten or $15,000 over what it needed to over its bills. and was actually paying me back, which was great. And I was thinking about semi-retiring and just doing radio. Um and then COVID came along, which we had a 33% boost in our revenues and our thing. But the problem for them is the three companies weren't expecting that, the 33% boost, and didn't prepare for it. Dynamo went out of business uh, about a year ago. Um, they were about $7,000 a month. We just lost. Um, Live 365 went out of business. We opened, but went out of business. And uh, Podcast Garden, which we were doing with, they didn't actually go out of business. They got hacked out of business. So it's like starting from a, well, the station's reddish black, but it's 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 black right now. It's not making me any money, but it's black right now. So that's why I have two jobs. Mm -hmm. 
uh, well, you know, no, you mean, you mean, oh, no, 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 no. I got to go, but no, Dean, that's not how it works. So the other company we do, when we have hurricane stuff, we make a lot of money. We're busy with a lot. That's why Michelle's one of the managers on the station. Cause I'm, I'm gone a lot, but, uh, right now we're dead. It's just slow as hell. Cause nobody knows what's going on in the economy. So that bites. But the thing about it is when we, when we make good money, even though I was making that good money all the time, I'm not going to give up the station. People ask me all the time. That's what funded the station. Got it going really well was Katrina. Oh yeah. I spent, you don't even want to know what I spent the year, year of Katrina, year after you would have a heart attack. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You would trust me. Trust me. I had a heart attack. Uh, first year, $250,000. Wasn't even nothing. Second year with all the hybrid box. Cause you gotta remember back then we couldn't do it the way we do it today. We had to have hybrid boxes and antennas, all kind of shit. Um, specialty equipment things. So you, you wouldn't pick up hums and noises and stuff like, Oh, it's nightmarish, man. It, audio back then was terrible. Oh my God, it was terrible. I'm so happy they invented all this new technology. I just got to say, but on that note, good night, guys. I'll stay tuned for Michelle DeRoche and the Outer Realm. Go by, check her out. Give her some love. Tell her Joe said to say hi, and I will see y'all next Wednesday, unless you're into politics. And we'll be here Friday discussing, well, what kind of moron planet we live on. <laughs> on that note, good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.